What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Premier League podcast here on FanRag Sports. My name is Sebastian Orn. With me is Elliot Niblock, who's currently sweating. That's true. Although I'm sweating, but also drinking delicious sour beer. So, you know, it uh, offsets. Okay, well, there's something you can't really say because it's a false statement because sour beers can never be tasty. Oh, so, come on. So, oh, come on. I love sour beer. You get, give me a break. Oh, God. No, I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> uh, but we're not here to talk about beer. We're going to talk about what happened in the Champions League and Europa League second leg semifinals or semifinal second leg. There we go. And then also take a little quick look ahead of what's happening this weekend. We do have one of those weird things where we actually have a game going on right now as we record Friday. Uh, As Manchester United, they're playing Brighton right now. And uh, in the 68th minute, it is 1-0 Brighton. (laughs) Well, missed that one. Yep, I had 1-0 for Man U. Pauly has 2-1, to one and you have 2 nothing, Manu. I mean, the thing is that I hedge my bets on that, because anytime Mourinho is unhappy, I am happy. So, you know, it works out. Yeah, I mean, this is just another piece of proof that Mr. Mourinho should not be in charge of Manchester United. So, you know, hopefully something will change over the summer, but probably not. Uh, let's go over to the Champions League, though. And we have the second legs of the semifinals this week. And things got fairly interesting between Roma and Liverpool. I mean, it got pretty interesting between Real Madrid and Bayern as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was the biggest. Just like the the thing is that it's frustrating. I was talking to a Bayern fan here um, in Charlottesville yesterday, and he was really frustrated due to the goalkeeping error. But you, I mean, yeah, it's easy to point to that, but it's not entirely reducible to that. Why Real won the tie? You know, like I mean, they. Well, yeah, but they I, took a commanding lead to if, begin with. So. If Sven wouldn't have made that poor, poor, I don't know what he was trying to do there. It was horrible. But Bayern could have pushed it into extra time. And, you know, well, when you're there, anything can happen. You can go to penalties, too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Yeah, uh, so Real Madrid, but, they move on 4-3 on aggregate. And in the other tie, Liverpool... Defeats Roma seven to six on aggregate after Roma won the second leg four to two. A couple of late goals in that one for them. So, yeah, but they needed a troika of late goals and they only got a couple. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was a sort of a weird game because you you had the moments where, well, we had that hilarious own goal by James Milner, uh, <laughs> where he basically got blasted in the head. But it was it was almost like. Oh, we concede a goal, you know, Roma. We concede a goal, oh, we're giving up. Oh, we actually scored a goal? Okay, let's start pushing. Oh, we concede again. Ah, let's give up. And it yeah. kept going back and forth, back and forth. And then, you know, you had Nangolan who scored twice late on. And then it was like, oh, yeah. come on, come on, come on, come on. And then it's too late. Well, the thing is, though, I wonder, because I, I don't... All right, it's, it, was too, it was too collective for it have, to have been, like, tactical hive mind. Uh, rather than just kind of collective emotion. Um, but it reminded me somewhat of like, you know, a, a, when a boxer like conserves, conserves their energy, conserves their energy, and then like goes in for a flurry of punches. And then, you know, they don't land any. And so they go defensive and they like seem like they're going limp and conserve their energy. And then they go in for a flurry of punches again. <laughs> and yeah. it almost seemed like that for Roma, even though I don't think it was 
a man in the corner, of course, being the manager saying, yeah, just just like play dead and pretend like you're you've given up and then and then try again. And no, it wasn't that it was just that, uh, you know, I mean, kind of as you were uh, gesturing towards there, it's a shame that in the end they really had a chance. And maybe if they'd been pressing towards those flurries of punches throughout who knows they might be in the champions league final yeah give me those two goals when we still have 15 minutes left and this game would have gone to extra time i have yeah. no doubt about it yeah. but liverpool they go to the final where they will take on real madrid where is the final being played this year i should know this before we start recording but yeah. I'm only focusing on the Europa League final, even though obviously I no longer have reason to focus on it. But, you know, that's in Lyon for what it's worth. <laughs> it is at the NSC Olympischki in Where the hell is that? Kiev. Oh, it's in Kiev. Yes. Oh, that's right. I knew it was in Kiev. I knew it was yep. in Kiev. You know, or you can call it the Olympic National Sports Complex, which is a much nicer name. Hey, even though, come on. Even though it said, you know, basically the same thing, uh, just in uh, in Russian. But, oh well, oh well. Uh, Europa League, we had both legs on Thursday, both return legs. Uh, Olympic Marseille defeated Salzburg after extra time. Salzburg came back and tied it, things up. So it was 2-2 on aggregate after full time. And then Rolando scored for Marseille in extra time, the 116th minute, and uh, Dimitri Payet with the assist. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, boy, I, you know, talk about somebody who wishes that he had kind of managed his transfer moves differently. He's right up there with Clint Dempsey in terms of screwing the pooch on that. <laughs> well, maybe for him it was more a thing of, you know, he wants to be comfortable in life. So we'll see. I mean, they get to play a final. I know it's not on their uh, arena, but it's in France. It's at the Parc Olympique Lyonnais in Lyon, yeah. uh, where they will take on Atletico Madrid as they won one nothing in the return leg, 2-1 to one on aggregate. Diego Costa with the lone goal in this one. And a very bad-looking uh, injury to Laurent Koscielny. Oh yeah, I mean it's it, uh, and I honestly I haven't. <laughs> I've been on uh, emotional self-care Arsenal news blackout since the end of the game, so I haven't read anything about the official reports on the injury. But I can't imagine it's anything other than the Achilles that he's had such long-standing problems with. Um, and honestly, you know, I turned to the guy next to me and we both said the same thing almost simultaneously. It's just like, shit, not only is that definitely the end of his World Cup, it might it might be the end of his career. Uh, and I mean, he was clearly in he was in like really like gruesome agony. But I think that that pain to me, it seemed like that pain was probably only about half physical not to not to say that the physical wasn't intense pain but at least as much emotional because i think he knew that also that this meant absolutely no world cup certainly no world cup ever again maybe no top level competitive football ever again also because he i mean he's been he's been nursing his achilles problem and he was 
like he went down with absolutely no contact, no one around him. And uh, the first, I think the first time in my entire life and likely the last, I will say something positive about Diego Costa in that he was the nearest man when Koscielny went down, immediately called for help, you know, was very quick to applaud him as they stretchered him off. So one classy sliver in an otherwise dirt-filled career for Diego. But, you know, I, I have to acknowledge it. You know, got to call a spade a spade when I see it. Yeah. yeah, France have confirmed that he will not play in the World Cup for them. That's the latest, yeah. but we don't really know. But a torn Achilles, just, that's a long rehab. Well, and, but the thing is that he's been – he's had a history of Achilles problems already. I mean, and I – yeah, I, I fear that he's going to be the next Santi Cazorla for Arsenal in that just it, it's never going to it's never going to be the same. Yeah. Um, so that was that was really sad to see. Yeah, I definitely add some wrinkles to Arsenal and, you know, their summer. I mean, really, do you go after a, a full on replacement here for Christian then just doubling down that he might not come back? Well, they've maybe. already been they've already been linked with a young Turkish center half. And the thing is that they they needed to sign a center half anyway. Now, I mean, the question isn't, do Arsenal now need to sign a center back? The question is, do Arsenal now need to sign two or three center backs? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they, they, yeah, they needed a replacement. I, I To be fair, though, obviously the outcome was frustrating from an Arsenal perspective. I mean, we can say, yeah, Diego Costa had a good chance. Ospina put him off well, but he eventually did end up getting in behind um, and scoring a goal. And uh, and that that aside, I think Callum Chambers came in for Koscielny and had a really phenomenal game. Like, actually, one of the best games defensively that I've seen him play for Arsenal, you know, even though like there were, yeah, there were a couple times when Costa waltzed through the defense as though they weren't there, but that's, that's not entirely reducible to Callum Chambers. It's also about midfield cover and the fact that Mustafi is a box of rocks, but I think Callum Chambers made a lot of great last ditch defending also made a lot of proactive interceptions you know, in the front half of the final third, even in the middle of the park. And so his his performance suggests to me that, you know what, like maybe maybe he can be part of that defensive rotation at center back. But we but, you know, like I say, that doesn't mean that we don't need at least one, if not two center halves. And if we sign this young kid from Turkey, I think that's great. He and Mav- Mavaporos can, you know, be fantastic squad players we still need a world-class center half in order to have a prayer in the Premier League next season. Yeah, so the Europa League final is May 16th, and then we should say that the Champions League final is May 26th. Aha. So sort of a gap there. But it will it will be two, two very good games, I would suspect. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, it's uh, time to take a look at the Premier League and our scoring predictions, so stick around. Okay, and we're back here and looking at match week 37. We still have some makeup games uh, in, uh, what is it, match week 31 that's coming up too here. (laughs) 
gotta love that planning. Gotta it's love that bizarre. Planning. Yes. <laughs> but match week 37, it is nonetheless. And, you know, we already said our United picks here. And uh, let's see here. It's still one nothing Brighton in the 80th minute. So... Go goals. Yep, we'll see how it goes there. Then we got Stoke at home to Crystal Palace. Uh, we should say that Pauly is in the lead. Uh, let's see, what is he at? 268. I am in second, 242. Elliot, you're third, 228. Oh, boy, I've really fallen off the pace, huh? Yeah, and Pauly is doing the sneaky thing where he doesn't put in his picks until after us. Well, not that it really matters that much. Like, you would have to shoot the moon to catch him. Pretty much, pretty much. Let's hope I'll hit the moon with Stoke 0, Crystal Palace 2. Ooh, I was going to choose that, but I'm going to do the poly thing now and zig where you're zagging because i got to make up points on you in order to try to not finish at the bottom of our three-person table. Yes. 2-1, uh, Crystal Palace. 2-1, Crystal Palace. Slight difference there. Leicester at home to West Ham. Leicester, I feel like they have been faltering a little bit here towards the end. So I'm going to go 1-1 draw in this one. Uh, I'm going to go 1-0 Leicester. And then we got Bournemouth at home to Swansea. I'm going 2-1 for the Swans. Uh, I think I'm going to go 1-1 in that one. They got to be desperate now. Yeah, but they're also just so shit away from home that even a point seems like a gift. True. Then we got Watford at home to Newcastle. Rafa Benitez flying high with Newcastle up in 10th place. They do have two losses in a row, but I think they're going to turn it around and defeat Watford 2-0. Mm, uh, I don't know. I think Watford are going to win 2-1. That would be their first win in quite a while. Yeah, but you never know. Then West Brom at home against Tottenham Hotspur. I'm going three nothing Spurs here. Uh that's strong. I don't know. I I yep. think I think Spurs are going to slip up in this. I'm going to say one one. One one. That was. I'm not sure that will be enough for West Brom though. No. A loss here would see them get relegated. Yeah, actually, yeah, a, a draw would also see them get relegated. Well, and that's the thing. It's just like I don't, dun, I don't dun, see dun. West Brom staying alive. But uh, I'm, I'm just, I, I don't know. I think the wind's kind of out of Tottenham's sails at the moment. Personally, I just, I think that the, well, we'll see. You know, maybe Harry Kane will play with a chip on his shoulder as opposed to a little bit deflated, and we'll find out. But. I mean, maybe, but you also have other players. I think Christian Eriksen has been good all season. I don't think he's getting enough credit. Yeah. Um, Hyung Min Son, same thing there. Played well, sort of in. Yeah, I, I think he's honestly like I think Eriksson gets a decent amount of press, but I think Son is probably the biggest unsung hero mm. of the group. I, I I had to resist the unsung hero. Yes, the but, unsung you know. hero. <laughs> then there's a little epiphasis because I snuck it in there anyway. Yeah. No, that's true, and I mean he's going to be a key for for uh, South Korea and the World Cup coming up here. Too. Oh, absolutely! I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him play with them. I mean, since they are in Sweden's group, if he got injured, I wouldn't cry about it. <laughs> oh. But at the same time, I don't want that to be an excuse for them when they lose. They're like, oh, if we only had Sun, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have, we've got plenty of time to talk about the World Cup later on. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. 
It's going to be so much fun. Everton at home to Southampton. Southampton, they got to make up some ground here. They, right now, they're in that last relegation spot. Yeah. But I think one nothing Everton. They Oof. got two wins in a row here. One nothing against Newcastle, and then two nothing against Huddersfield. I think I think one one. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the Saints a point in part just because like I have so much respect for their academy. I would really hate to see him go down. So I'm gonna give him a point at Goodison Park. And then we got Manchester City at home to Huddersfield. Huddersfield getting dangerously close to that relegation zone now. Yeah, yeah. It's possible that Arsenal could relegate them in the last game of the season. Um, I really hear, yeah, you got to look at, you know, their goal scoring. They've only got 27 goals scored. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that – I think that they're going to do their damnedest to keep City out, and that means that City aren't going to score five. They're only going to score three. Okay, I have four nothing, Man City. Yeah, three nil, Man City. And then we got Chelsea against Liverpool. We saw what happened last time after Liverpool played in the Champions League, so I'm going a 2-2 draw in this one. Uh, yeah. God, that sounds right, but I don't. Uh, one one draw. One one draw. I mean, right. I, I don't. I mean, the last time that that happened after that, I think they had a scoreless draw, so I don't see four goals. Right. Yeah, we'll see. One one draw from Elliot there, and then, lastly, Arsenal against Burnley. Big six pointer against Burnley. Yeah, Veng- Giants Burnley. Wenger's oh, last God. home game. Yeah, they're handing out uh, T-shirts that say "Merci Arsene." Apparently, um, yeah. You can uh, catch that game live on CNBC. Yeah, actually, I'm going to be in Cincinnati for that game. Um, I, I've, I've got to. I've got to pick with my heart and not my head on this one because Arsenal are kind of deflated. But they also have Aubameyang coming into the side because of that stupid Europa League rule that will no longer exist next year. I'm going to give them the win for Arsenal's send-off. They didn't get the fairy tale in terms of the trophy, but they're at least going to get a little bit of, I don't know, pixie dust silver lining. He's going to win at home. He's going to finish ahead of Burnley. I know, great arch rivals. And Arsenal are going to take it 3-1. to 3-1. to Okay, I'm going 1-1 one, one draw in this one. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I told you I'm picking with my heart, not my head. So, yeah, so. like I almost want to give it one nothing to Burnley. Mm-hmm. But like you said, with the Aubameyang coming back in, I can see them getting a goal. Well, and the other thing is that also, in addition, the fact that we're now out of the Europa League means that we'll probably be playing stronger sides in the Premier League because we're not saving first-team players for another competition. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Okay, with that, we're going to say goodbye. It was a uh, quick and dirty one today. Uh, we'll talk to you again after the weekend. Until then, you can always follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norin. Elliot is Keats was Better. And Polly is P. Questel. Until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.
left to wonder how on earth did that happen?